from IMG Academy's Field One Supporter section. Ooh. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Wind sprints, medicine balls, and deep knee bends. Oh my. Preseason is in full swing, and your limber VMP panel is back to put you through your paces. Kristen Knowles is on Albanian national side duty, so this week it's an all-male locker room. As we take a look at CFC's preseason preparation, get the oil drums filled for a possible players' union picket line, take a look at the Reds' midfield prospects, and a bunch of other car as we get in shape for 2015. On the panel, as always, and putting Tiger Bomb where he shouldn't, it's Mark Hinckley. Can't tell you where, but the sun does not shine. Ice baths make him grumpier than usual. It's Duncan Fletcher. <laughs> it's true, they do. And as, I'm not happy. As they would. Yes. I don't want them. No. And when I'm not outpacing pylons, I'm your host, Tony Walsh. While their dear supporters suffer through temperatures in Toronto that hover between Witch's Teat and the Ice Planet of Hoth, those selfish Reds continue their spring training at the house that Monica Sellis built, the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. It was a lot colder there than you'd expect, though. Oh. How cold and, was and the it? wind. Oh. No, well, we've heard about the wind. Mm. The wind is like, apparently... Was it like minus, minus 8? Minus 9? How cold was it? Yes, you minus 8 from 30, and that's what it was, really. I think it was about like 50, so it was like 10 degrees. Ooh. Like, whoa, chilly savages. Mm. Can't believe professionals have to endure this. Yes. Inhumane. Inhumane. Very. <laughs> yes. So by all accounts, training has gone swimmingly, and despite the controversial blipper in the captaincy last week, also pretty quietly. Uh, through the magic of the internet... A security camera on a stick and an amateur weatherman, we have been able to watch the friendlies. First against Oklahoma City Energy FC fans. And then Saturday against the Danish bad boys, HB Kuya. Right? Kuya! <laughs> Kuya! I, 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 I still like Koge. I respect any club that <laughs> names itself after a martial arts scream. I, I, was, I was disappointed when I found I, 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 I was saying the Kuge. <laughs> Which sounds dirty when you do yeah, it like that. Especially yeah. in Danish. Yeah, that's true. Mm, the huge. I was always a fan of Haya Athletic. That's but that's a completely side. Poon City. So, <laughs> gentlemen, uh, let's start off with the Good opener. Start. Let's start off with the opener against Energia Short Bus. Any lingering uh, feelings after what was uh, unexpectedly tepid loss to the USL side? Um, I, I think the main thing I took out of that one was that, uh, yeah, Jovinko uh, needs to learn how to share. Or, you know, Jovinko, maybe it's to be nicer, Jovinko needs to be given better options. Cause <laughs> I don't think either was ever saying, for the love of God, pass to that guy. But he just did a lot of dribbling into trouble. And then I guess he eventually wised up to that and instead decided to just shoot from long distance. So uh, it was the... 
The main thing I took from that game was... You likened him to uh, Alan Stavanovich. It was very Alan Stavanovich, yes. Yes, hopefully uh, they can figure things out, so... Maybe they hung out in Turin. Maybe they talked to you, see. That's why he's here. Stavanovich talked him oh. into it. Oh, hey, just go there. Just, just just dribble. That's all they want to see. They don't care about teamwork <laughs> and wins, goals. Just, just some dribbling. You get tackled by the second or third guy. That's okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully he will end up better than Stavanovic. Oh, I think, I think, even I think in our lowest expectation, there's yes. a chance that Giovinko might be better than Alan Stavanovic. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't catch the, uh, the, the Kuya. Is that, what, is that really how it's pronounced? Kuya. Really? Kuya. Yeah, apparently. Kuya. Oh, the dings. Um, Kuj. Kuj, yeah. Um, anyway, um, I, I didn't see the, so I didn't see the, the Kuya game. Um, I did watch the, O-K-C-E-F-C E-I-E-I-O and um, I can see it was you know I mean it's still a work in progress like I'm not going to I'm not going to throw throw this team under the bus I mean they've had more turnover than Oklahoma City probably has this offseason so um, at least OKC was probably playing with the starting level ex-red Michael Thomas legend Mm. who apparently was very happy after the match with the win (laughs) He took it very personally on Twitter. Oh, yeah? He was very proud of himself and Excellent. his teammates. Good. Yeah. Stick it to the former man. <laughs> it, I, I suspect in about two or three seasons' time, every game we play, there's going to be somebody who feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, could, I, could see, I could see the ideas that they were trying to get through, you know, give the ball to Javinko and, and, and hopefully <clears throat> use him as the conduit, which is fine. It's kind of what I think we all expected. Um, yeah, a lot of no chances in that match. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. I'm not looking too much into it, though. No, it's, it was yeah. it was flat, and I think mostly you know, I mean there was the lack of harmony and tactical knowledge was not there. Mm-hmm. I mean that's okay. It was yeah, their first just real went match. Sharp enough is what it comes down to. Yeah, and I mean which it's is understandable. No big sin losing to a lower division in preseason. It doesn't mean a thing. It means as much as if they thumped them four nil. Means yeah, nothing. Um, it was just a bit of a deflation. People were had been waiting a long time to watch them, I guess, and it came out flat, but that's okay. So, um, moving on, I won't throw to you because you have, you're obviously a Danish racist, Mark Hinckley. Um, so. uh, that's Vienna bread, by the way, yeah. and I love them. <laughs> I don't know what you've heard or what, but if you're talking about that one tweet that I pulled down, that was, that was, that was my cat. He wrote that. Mm. He hates he hates the Danes. Norwegian fold. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, on Saturday, with a video feed that was akin to that of a supermarket security camera, circa 1995, we saw TFC face the exotic Svanimi. I think that's, that's, I think that's how you say swan in sure. Danish. Yeah, I uh, It was a better totally. match all around for TFC. Well, better than the energy match, at least. So, anything different stand out for you? Um, no. A lot of things really stand out from that one. No, um, I'll no I remember. That I think I did try to watch it. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. I gave up. I didn't get dizzy looking at you. <laughs> and um, get called out by an MLS employee uh, for complaining. Well, that's another story. How did air you win that? You ungrateful bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, Look at all have we done for you. There's a lot of uh, Joe Bendick long balls. 
Uh, Into the stands. Yes. Mid-season, <laughs> mid-season <laughs> quality. Mid-season form, yeah. Uh, everybody knows IMG pitch is much more narrow. So. Um, you know, the Bradley, I think in both games, you kind of notice it there as well. He's kind of dropping back a lot. Um, I think that was more the first game than the second, to be honest. The second, you maybe stopped that a bit, and that's what led to the Bendik long ball. We went with that instead of Bradley picks it up as pretty much a sweeper. Um, you know, Warren Creval did some nice things at, uh, at right back. You know, nice goal from Osorio. Um, Bruno Cheroux looks... Benoit. Bruno's his older, much yes. more successful brother. Well, yes. not really successful. Yeah. He had that stint at Liverpool. More well known to the Anglophiles. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben Washer, who has also some little fancy bits here or there, which suggests that, uh, yeah, ooh, yeah, he does have all the skill you'd expect from a uh, Gallic sort of midfield maestro. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, they can't yeah. really read too much into it. Bit shaky out of the gate. Uh, mm. Kuya were pressing them pretty hard in the first few yeah. minutes. Again, with the with the lack of camera quality, I, I said I think I said on Twitter that it could have been Jim the Anvil Neidhart in that. <laughs> Joe Bendick was in hot pink. That would yes. that would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah, you should wear black shorts with a little heart on. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think as the match wore on, they they were probably defensively they looked a little more settled than they did in the first match. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much creativity going forward yet. These no. are things, obviously, you work on as time goes by, but there's not really that much time left. I know it's only preseason, so yeah, stop yelling. But yeah. week and a bit by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. You know, could have hoped to get it together soon. But, yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. I think it's just, it's not quite quick enough to really be able to break down mm-hmm. um, uh, an organized defense. Which I, specifically, Oklahoma definitely had, you know, they were organized, just blocking up the middle. And, yeah, we were not, Kind of quick enough, sharp enough to be able to get around that. So, and if they can't break that down, that is going to be a tactic employed by a large number of MLS sides because that's a very MLS thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that you know, just like two things that you'd be looking to focus on. One is going to clog up the middle, make sure you know you can't just go right at the center of the defense, and two would be kind of you know concentrate on the opposition's best, most creative player to try and shut him down. So if Javinko is in the middle, they can happily do both of those at the same time. So mm-hmm. I would totally like to see Javinko out on uh, one of the wings there. He'll have a bit more space to do whatever, and he can terrorize fullbacks. If the midfielders get dragged over to help him out, then there's going to be a lot of space in the middle for Bradley or Sheru or whoever to be kind of coming from deep and that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd have to agree. I would yeah. like to see them try that. I'd agree with you because... I mean, we've talked about it before the preseason, and now it seems to be coming true, but that the lack of options wide mm. is glaring. And yeah. I thought going in that, well, because of that, Vanny's tactics would definitely be more concentrated on dribbling through the middle, but he seems to be fullbacks bring it out, bring it down the flank, look for a winger, and try to boot it in a lot, you know, through with a yeah. often a poor cross. So if you're going to play with width, it's a waste to have Giovinco in the middle. He's not going to get his head on any balls mm-hmm. coming in, obviously. So you may as well have him as an inside uh, forward cutting in from the flank better yeah. than better than being manhandled in the middle, which is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, it's just a question of practice, getting to know each other, knowing which runs to make when, and just yeah. getting sharp enough that you can do it quick enough to be able to break through uh, the middle. But yeah, for now, it seems like eh, that's going to be clogged up and it forces out wide and... 
you know, if out wide is you know Lovitz, Jackson, maybe Osorio's, eh, you know, yeah. any team will take that option. You know, mm -hmm. If you actually have Javinko on the outside, then you know, maybe they're thinking twice about forcing it out there. So. There's a better chance that yeah, there's a better chance of him burning a MLS fullback than there is trying to break two hulking center backs. Through, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like two defensive midfielders with two center backs, you know, maybe five or ten yards behind them just waiting. Yeah. Which is what we saw. And when Altador had his best seasons in the Netherlands, he had that guy playing off him, coming in from the flank, and it suited his game best. So mm -hmm. for Altador's sake, it might be yeah. better too. Yeah, Altador, we haven't really seen anything. He has not got involved in those games at all. So no, a little, little pass, a little touch on the Osorio goal, but, but, yeah, but minor. No, he has been very he was quiet. Chip yeah. into a vaguely dangerous area, yeah. that's all that was. He, he, but, he, yeah. was, he was quiet. For he has been, yeah. Uh, the big surprise uh, in the opening match was uh, Greg Vanny's decision to start Nick Hagland in one of the centre-back roles, as opposed to former captain Stephen Caldwell. Uh, what do you think, if anything, is there to be read into this, uh, into Caldwell not starting against uh, Ken Oklahoma, but then being put back in against Kuya and being lauded for his great efforts as well after the match? Anything nefarious? You know, I, I don't doubt that there's some puppetry going on with Bez Geppetto there tugging, <laughs> tugging the strings of Venocchio. Hey. <laughs> but it's still preseason. You know, if uh, if there's a... Come, come to the beginning of the season, if there's a healthy Caldwell starting on the bench, then then it's starting to reek. So. He'd be a real boy if Bradley didn't want any fucking kids around. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I at this stage, I don't want to read too much into it, really, because, you know, it is preseason. You know, part of what you want to do there is maybe experiment a bit and figure things out. So, you know, benefit of the doubt, I won't uh, read too much into it. But I do think, you know, just the amount of attention that Caldwell got, like, for around the second game... You know, the uh, you know, the like TFC's Twitter was oh yeah Caldwell's playing great then you know the official newspaper of the Bezbachenko regime like did a huge did a single article on Caldwell so I think you know whether he's in and out of the team it's preseason don't read too much into it but I think yeah the fact that they have recently been you know full on hey Caldwell's great we still love Caldwell is I think potentially a reaction to the uh, sort of confusion that's out there and. I'm just wanting to kind of put the lid on a potential shit show. I wanted to, I wanted to read we'll slightly see. irrationally into it. Go on. In that, <laughs> after everything that happened, and this is just possibly, this is my mind working overtime, obviously, but it was Vanny's first chance to say, I'm the boss here. I choose this, mm. I choose this team. This is a nothing game. Nothing's going to happen. If it fucks up, if Nick Haglin, you know, mm -hmm. gives up two penalties, whatever, no one's going to remember. Yeah. But it was his chance to possibly say, whatever happens going forward, whether it's Caldwell, Haglin, whoever, I choose. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there's some of that. It looks either way, it looks like the toys are back in the pram now by their ego stroking of Caldwell. Who, mm, doesn't seem all yeah, that thrilled think, with it either way. Yeah, no, I, I think he is. Yeah, a little wary. I think you know, he's yeah. professional. It's not so much about placating him as potentially, you know, sort of, sort of fan unrest, potentially causing you know, problems and then repeated mm -hmm. questions and this and that. It's just, all right, let's just try and put this to bed before it becomes a thing. And uh, yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll see what they actually do when the games actually count. Yeah, although the, the placating of him, 
I thought there was something maybe to it, and his reaction to it was rather, it was very professional. It was very practical too. If I'm here, I'm here. I'd like to be here. If I'm not, I'll be somewhere else. <laughs> yes. like, oh, good on I do you. like that from maybe a couple of weeks back when the whole captain thing came out. His quote was, "You know, you you know, people don't follow an armband. People follow leaders." You know, I can't help but feel like that quote is mm. is is this some kind of like threat or something? Is he saying, "Yeah, you know, you do what you want with Bradley, but yeah, yeah I'm." Yeah. Mutiny! I, 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 <laughs> honestly, I I don't think it is, but I could have kind of slightly if, reading if into it. If you're on the pitch way. and you're being yelled at by a, a, a flailing Scott or a pseudo supervillain, who are you going to listen to? I'll take the guy whose arms are not quite, you know, rigid, uh, because I might get whacked by that. So I, it was a wonderful quote. That was a brilliant quote. So, after two, admittedly, often difficult matches to watch visually, have uh, any players grabbed your attention? We've touched on it, but anybody grab your attention in particular, both negatively or positively? Uh, Perkis was a, it was a bright spot for me. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not seeing the second game. Yeah. The fact that he's he was already I, I, thrown himself on the line. He was probably better in the second game, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's promising. I mean, kind of need one of him. So. I was actually surprised how mobile he was. I expected mm-hmm. more of a lumbering center back. He's, he can get around. He's not fleet of foot, but he can make a move around the box. That's good. Yeah, it's, you know, again, preseason, don't read too much. No, of blah, course. Blah, 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 But, yeah, it's a promising start. That's yeah. the giant asterisk over the whole yes. segment. I mean, yeah. the whole, yeah. the whole Pleasantly show. surprised for now. Mm. He has more than earned his Giovanni Caicedo budge. And, uh, I think and he's, now we move on. I think he may have surpassed it. Well, absolutely, yeah. He's, he's moved on to his next challenge. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's in Asaval country. <laughs> uh, um, equally, Gallic, you mentioned him before, Sheru, mm-hmm. looking very professional on the ball, very composed, seems to know what he's doing in the midfield, which is nice, very, you know, calm. Yeah. A lot of nice little touches to, you know, if a couple of guys are right on me, I'll just... Kind of little sort of back heel over here, and oh, I'm free. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, nice little bit of Gallic flair. But, you know, I'm sure Laurent Robert is probably like, oh shit, that guy's skillful as well. So <laughs> we will see. He has to uh, drive in a nice free kick to get his Laurent Robert badge. True. Yes. Under the wall. Yeah, under the wall. Yeah. 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 We need to get a series of badges up on the side. <laughs> no. <laughs> print, print your own badges. Yeah, it'd be like like the Boy Scouts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I got my Mister. For not doing anything. <laughs> Getting over Did you me. play for 30 seconds? <laughs> Demetrius on Fry Bench. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the IMG Suncoast Pro Classic, which TFC are taking part in down in IMG, is obviously, as we all know, one of the world's finest football tournaments. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's right up there with the Algarve Cup. And oh, yeah. Oh, it makes the Algarve look like a trash can. Oh, yeah, no. I dubbed the trophy that will go to the eventual winner of this Suncoast tournament, the Sucko. But I put it to you too. What do you think the championship trophy of this fine tournament should be? The Constipation Cup, because no one really gives a shit. (laughs) Very nice. That's pretty good. Um, I called mine the uh, Sour Naked Orange. Ooh. Yeah, because it has... No appeal. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shitty one. Good night, everyone. Hey. Excellent. 
Yeah. That was good. We mentioned before it's uh, been a couple of quiet showings for the new DP Josie Altidore, but apparently, according to a large piece in a paper called the Toronto Sun, he chose TFC <laughs> over a raft of other WEFA-based clubs in Germany, Italy, England. Oh, oh, so many options. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it looked they like all a, have, they all have shitty clubs in those leagues too. <laughs> but he chose so TFC. Many inferior projects. He chose TFC exactly. Because the project here was so appealing, and that includes the stadium renos too. Oh yeah, kaching. So, I mean, achoo. Sorry. Was this all bullshit, or is there a percentage of genuine article here? Um, it's bullshit that that's why he chose it. But hopefully, now that he is here for the money, you know, the the project has in some way interested and motivated him. Because you know, the money thing is going to probably get tired quite quickly. And um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit. He's here for the money. I mean, I, I do I believe that there are clubs who are interested in him? Absolutely. I mean, a lot of those clubs are probably much smaller clubs that have lower expectations and would happily take a guy who's, who bagged 25 goals in the Eredivisie not that not that long ago. Really wasn't that long ago. Probably pay him around about a million dollars or so a yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Which is nothing in comparison to what Toronto was offering. Mm. Not even close. Also... Um, when he needs to go fly home to see his knee doctor, it's not that far. It's, it's Boca it's Raton. Con- it's continental <laughs> flight. He's still in the same time zone. Perfect. No jet lag. Perfect. Yeah, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was just trying to hide the fact that, trying to make it seem less mercenary than it truly was. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault him. We talked about this before. Yeah. I don't fault him. I get it. This is not the best club in the world. It's not the <gasps> best club in Toronto. Mark Ingley. <laughs> but... But you take I, that back. No, nope. <laughs> but I get, but I get it. So I don't really appreciate the uh, blowing smoke, uh, trying to tell me that oh he's doing this because he's got mm. professional integrity. When when the when the money difference is as great as I anticipated, which is at least double or not triple, what he was uh, the next best offer, that's not a project. That's mm-hmm. that's a cash grab. So good try. I think there's. I think that I've I've talked about this before. I think there's a small part in with coaches more, but with some players too, that MLS related ones at least, who look at TFC as the great untapped project or great untapped market. Where if you go there and do slightly well, amazing if you can make the playoffs, you can make yourself an instant legend. Yeah. Just the bar is so low that yeah. you could come in here, especially for someone who's re- looking to repair, you know, after a few really poor years for Altador. This is redemption. There is see. something appealing. Yeah, there it really is, and that's why that's why these, you know, I mean, other than Vanny being moved up in, internally, there's always going to be that manager out there who's going to be like, mm, I, I might take a crack can't, at that. Can't get much worse. Yeah, um, but you know, after that ego stroking, uh, ego stroking won't get crazy. He's as you said, he's not coming here if if TFC's project and making the playoffs could uh, cure world hunger mm-hmm. it doesn't make a difference if you're not going to pay them like like I, I, I would I would go for the whole you know humanitarian thing if he was signing for the Boca Raton MLS team yeah you know, you know I'm going to play for my hometown club Boca Raton mean, Junior yeah yeah, that's true forgot about that yeah, yeah. Um, but if, if, if he was going to sign for them I get it and you know what you can spin that perfectly and I properly even with the money attached to it I'd I'd believe in it, yeah. but it's not I, even close. I so. think I, I think with a DP in this league, if you can get a guy who's 
50-50 enthusiasm and money, you're probably okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's something it's, yeah, you see it for the money, but it's if not you a bad can risk. still be professional and have things that motivate you, then, yeah, fair enough. Hopefully this whole project and challenge, you know, maybe it is something that does, is engaging him in some kind of sense. No. Just stop and tell us that's the reason he's here. True, yeah, that's a, that's a different... But on the point of the project and something that was mentioned in it was BMO Field and him being partially interested and intrigued because of this big stadium mm. plan that's going on right now. Uh, do you think the players, Aldo included, have much awareness of how the stadium is going to be destroyed when the Argos move in a year from now and the knock-on to their careers, potentially, with the surface? Possibly. I mean, I think... Altidore, he played at Hull. You know, they had a rugby team sharing the, the stadium there at Hull. Yeah, so but we've talked about the He's maybe thinking, well, yeah. Yeah, it's not that bad. And yeah, I'm sure Lewicki and Bezbachenko and co have uh, you know, been giving him the, oh, yeah, it'll be great. You know, Just get the hybrid grass in there and it won't be really that much of a problem at all kind of spiel. And, I'd kind know. of be surprised if the hard sell, especially with guys like Jovinko, if that was brought up. I'd be really shocked mm-hmm. if he said, well... You know, in a year's time, you might be playing on a hybrid turf, and your knees... In a year's time, you'll be playing on plastic. Yeah. Full-on yeah. artificial. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I... I and this is, this is where the whole money issue becomes really terrible, but for that kind of money, would you play on concrete? Like... No. Like, it, it, it's... Not, it's, not, it's not an excuse, and it's not... It's not acceptable that you would go that far away from... You would deviate that far from the type of service that prolongs your health versus the one that will probably cut your career short. Yeah. But uh, um, I'm sh- like I'm, I'm fully aware that they're. I fully believe that they're entirely aware of the situation, the gravity of the situation. I don't know one way or the other. I'd, I'd be very curious to know how well in tune they are, what they know about the possibilities, because you know if we're made to believe with all the stuff that's coming out lately about the Argos. They don't even know what's going to happen. So if they don't even know if the Argos are moving in or out, this is with big air quotes, yeah. how much planning have they put into the, the field service? Yeah, true, true. But I, I, I kind of... I don't know if there's anybody who's, for lack of a better term, Dero-esque enough to even open their mouth and say anything. Like, TFC is all about controlling the message. Mm, and, yeah. and guys mm. like that, they can't wait to get rid of. But you look at a guy like... Regardless of how talented you are. Yeah, and Bradley, well, you've got to be a man, and that's something he's very much on board with management. But there's a guy... There's, he doesn't seem... But there's an interesting guy. What is he, 25 years old, 26 years old now, Bradley? He's in that age. Uh, about yeah, that age. Yeah. Not necessarily his last contract here. No, but, I, yes, I, I think, you know, he... I potentially think it could have been him, but I think he... The, the big... De- oh, it's, it's, kind of, it's all built around you, and he's very much... Boom! Well, on board, Mister in the middle of everything. No, he's he's not a rock, rock the boat. Uh, no, I know, but will will a guy him. like him? Maybe not him in particular, but a guy like him who's in his mid twenties with a lot of career ahead of him, be all that interested in playing on a surface that's gonna could wreck his knees, prevent his career from going longer than it would. It'll be interesting. Mm. I, I just I I very much like to know how how much information at least the top guys are getting. Other guys joining, you know, the big name signings. Uh, one last thing about uh, Altador, of course. Uh, so he's had a couple of tough 
years in Sunderland, and mm-hmm. Sunder- Sunderland fans have been a little tough on Josie. A year ago in training, there was some sarcastic chanting. So I challenged the panel, myself included, to, to give Josie a, a wee song or a chant to make him feel better. I don't have a chant, but instead uh, have a, a TIFO. Okay. Just uh, it can be written on like a bed sheet or something. Whatever makes him feel better. It's to be a very big bed sheet. Okay. Today, but, you know, whatever. Basically just says... Uh, Cheer up, Josie. Those fuckers still have to live and watch Sunderland. Nice. I like that. Um, I, live just in and watch Sunderland. Yeah. You, you want to redo it? Maybe. Do it. Go for sure. it. Sure. Uh, just go right from the start, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't have a, a chant, but instead of a T-foam, it can be written on some kind of giant uh, bed sheet, because quite long but anyway just uh, basically says cheer up Josie those fuckers still have to live in and watch Sunderland nice I'd love to see that bed sheet that's a big, that is a big bed sheet that's a big bed sheet mm. yes <laughs> do, you have, do you have room for like a, a drawing of a character of somebody crying because <laughs> I think that would add to it a black cat yeah, a black cat mm-hmm. crying nice mm-hmm. <laughs> hang in there <laughs> um my chant uh, is fairly straightforward um uh, pretend you're playing Arnheim. Pretend you're playing Arnheim. Pretend you're playing Arnheim. Because he obviously didn't score that many goals against Ajax. <laughs> so I picked a crappy Dutch club through there. Nice. Um, also, also uh, Kristen, who, uh, as we know, could not make it, um, she uh, she said she uh, uh, went to a recording studio and sent me some files so to contribute. So let's see, this is what she had for the chant. This is to be sung to the chorus of Stone Roses. I want to be adored. We love him. We love him. We love him. Josie Altidore. That sounds exactly like the Stone Roses. It, yeah, it sounds just like Kristen, too. Albanian internet's good. It, yeah, it's really good. All part of the revolution. <laughs> For me, I went uh, with a song based on the classic tune Walk the Dinosaur Ooh. by Was Not Was. Yes. yes. Insert song now if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Better than more because he can't score. Traded Defoe for Altador. Better than more because he can't score. Need 20 goals from Altador. Nice. Not bad. Boom, boom, boom. Chakalaka, boom, boom. That's a terror sensation right there. Well, you're welcome again, Toronto. Another classic. God, that's fantastic. I can't wait to do that one. <laughs> Especially if we're doing yeah. like, one arm to making the dinosaur go side to side. Plus, it has the double duty of making fun of Luke Moore. <laughs> it's a bogo chant. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah. And finally, on Altador, this big overarching piece about in the Toronto Sun about him claimed that he is on a mission, not to be a hip hop tip tactician. Ah, nice. Ooh. If indeed this is true, what would? Josie Altador's mission at TFC be called? Uh, Kristen, I'll, I'll give oh, me one more from the Albanian yep, internet. Yep. Let's see, here we go. He has a dual mission. He's getting the band back together because they're on a mission from God. Blues Brothers. Blues nice. Brothers, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't even know they had Blues Brothers in Albania. Blue Brother. Blue Brother. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Other brother died. And in the blue, he's, he's, not, he's not exactly. Other blues. brother, actual blue. <laughs> yes, no, because die. Yes. 
I, 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 I had. The Belushi's, funny enough, are Albanians. Oh, this, yeah, that is actually true. Ah, that was from Mike the Dog. <laughs> Everything comes together nicely. I remember that part. Yes, that's right. Um, I, I had, uh, I called it Mission 8, and it's the number of goals needed to forget a Brazilian. Uh, mm. Very nice. I, I kind of expanded on Duncan's TIFO with Operation Mackam Freedom. <laughs> Nice. Uh-huh. I with the mission airy position. It's okay. Should get the job done, but it's not really all that exciting. It's much more exotic when we had the Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs> been some less than fun news gathering steam out of MLS headquarters in that a new collective bargaining agreement between the league and its players union isn't getting too much closer yet at least many observers are fearing that relations may actually be growing frostier as the vote grows near so uh, without knowing too much more than we read in reports um, any gut feelings if we'll see a work stoppage to start this season um I think my good feeling would be no. I mean, I think it's plausible, and it's more plausible than it would have been in the past, for sure. But uh, I think when it comes down to it, especially with like, teams launching in Orlando and New York, they're not going to want to be starting for those teams with a stoppage. I think it's like lined up for, like first kick actually is Orlando versus New York. You know, that's yeah. like the big, you know, Kakar and Veer and blah, 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 blah. You know, they're, they're not going to want to they just piss off the the new sort of clubs right away out of the bat like by starting with it on a shitty note so yeah that's a good point I didn't another, I think they will I didn't think about come that to side agreement it, yeah. Uh, for that yeah the ESPN sources from inside the league office were saying that the league and the union are maybe closer than they were at this point last time the CBA was gonna okay. expire so that's something but I don't, I don't know I don't know why I have the sinking feeling that Major League Soccer wants its turn. <laughs> like every other league, they want to prove we want to be big boys. Yeah, we're a real league yeah, now. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe Michael Bradley's in there. He's the union guy. He does no more Good kids. Yeah. yeah, no more little kids union. We want to be a big boy pants union. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's strike. Um, I actually want there to be a work stoppage. Uh, I want, want? to. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do because I want to see the bottom of the salaries go up. Much much like you know, apparently what MLS is looking to offer. They don't have to spike for like 500% overnight, but um, you're really not major league anything if you aren't paying everyone a competitive wage. Um, if the owners are so poor, why are they still in it? This is this is not the time anymore for philanthropy. Um, the players are not going to get their free agency no matter what, but a significant cap boost would do wonders and I'd even implement a salary floor so that you can't have cheap-ass owners going well. So the cap went up five million to five six million. Well. We're only going to pay three anyway, so, you know, too bad. You're in Colorado. Love it. Um, I also realize the majority of the players cannot financially afford the strike, which speaks to the how embarrassing is Major League what mm-hmm. um, uh, scenario. Uh, and there won't be any re- any replacement players, but, man, wouldn't it be hilarious if there were? 
Um, the replacements refs did well last year. Oh, I think the replacement refs were amazing. players could be quite good. I, yeah. I, I would no, bring in some people from Greece or whatever. But where you, like, I would love to see where you're going to get players that are going to actually get paid less than the guys that you're replacing for for yeah. temporary. Like also too, leave it up to Toronto actually on, to go on a six game winning streak, and then not sign any of them because they're scabs. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Um, there aren't many. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, also, I'm concerned because of this pay cap, the pay cap. Uh, the most influential players on any club, like you know, the DPS, they would be willing to settle because of their own money and not that of their colleagues. Like, like it's like, oh yeah, well let's just take it. Let's just take it. They're good. They're they've been they've already gotten a few paychecks already. They're they're living it up. They're not going to go poor. But the guy who whose paycheck was only you know a couple hundred bucks. Versus the guys whose teammate had five figures before the decimal point. You know that that's the only that thing that worries me too. That there is such there's an income inequality gap on not all but most clubs. Yeah. If you've got a DP, mm-hmm. you have one. But the yeah, I mean it's a good point. I mean I, I've I've heard that the DPs and the more well played paid players in the league are kind of pushing the agenda in this, but. In what way? Yeah, yeah is, like, is a good question. Like I honestly, I if if I cared about the union, if I was a player, and I cared about the union, I cared about the health of the league, and I cared about the health and, and financial welfare of, you know, my teammates and, and and peers, the last person in the world, I don't care if they're representative or not, is the guy who's got the most money. I wouldn't want to be listening to him because he's going. He can spin it for himself. They'd also why they also wouldn't really care about the free agency for the most part because most of them are nearing the end of their career. Well, TFC's mm-hmm. guys are a little younger than your average DP, but most DPs the, in this league are this is their last big contract. The free agency thing isn't going to affect the de- designated players at all. It's going to affect it's going to affect those middle guys, those guys yeah. that we were talking about that TFC desperately needs to get their hand on the grinders. Well, you look at a guy like Justin Morrow. Mm-hmm. His contract will be up next year. He's arguably improved. Mm-hmm. He will but, be in an interesting position where he will have bargaining. If he has a year like he did last year, mm-hmm. quite oh, no, a bit of bargaining power. That's 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 fine. But I'm talking about the guys who are making fifty five thousand dollars a year who've mm-hmm. been who've been on that contract for two seasons, and their pay raise is going to be eighty grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd pay him one hundred fifty thousand right now just to come just to come be our center back. But we have nothing to trade for. But also part of it too is is the freedom of movement mm-hmm. of being allowed to. Tender your services, choose between clubs, and that, of course, flies in the face of MLS's mm-hmm. single yep. structure. Yep. So they, MLS, I can see MLS and has sources have been saying that they are willing to up the cap, they're willing to bump up the minimum, but the free agency thing is what they really want to hold mm-hmm. on to because it's what the league is based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think as well for a lot of the like players at the lower end of things, I think free agency could be a very dangerous thing for, for those players because I mean, there's presumably still going to be a salary cap of some kind. So if there is free agency, that just means you know the the middle-level players, you're just immoral, so level players, you know, DPs are going to get whatever they're going to get anyway. Those middle-level players, they're going to be the ones that have really benefit from free agency. They'll oh, be the- playing the teams off each other. They'll get more, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, we got a salary cap, so <laughs> you guys down at the bottom, yeah, you're still getting shit. So, you know, if I'm, you know, last year's poor Mark Bloom, I'm potentially not going to be worrying too much about free agency as opposed to, 
you know, let's get uh, an increase in the minimum, let's get an increase in the salary cap overall. I just, I kind of see it as, as with free, like, I mean, I would love to see free agency in this league if only just to accelerate the movement of the cap going higher because that's exactly, that's what will happen. You know, guys will get into, like, middle, medium, like, average player players would get into bidding wars. And they will see a raise no matter what. I'm not talking about guys going from making forty five thousand a year to making two fifty. I'm talking about going from forty five thousand to eighty. You know, like I, I what I laughed at is um, a guy like uh, uh, Wondolowski. He bagged a crap load of goals over two seasons and was making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. He's now making DP money, which I don't believe is a million dollars. If you're bagging, if you just did two seasons of twenty plus goals. And you mean to tell me we bought we brought in every DP that we can and none of them have broken double digits? Uh, sorry, with the exception of Cooperman's, um, I would have given him the keys to the stadium to come play in Toronto because it's a guy who is proven goal scorer in a league that he knows. Let's give like I would be giving those guys the keys to the stadium, not 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 a guy who's got a great resume, but the guy who actually has worked in the factory. So uh, to me, that I would have that would have seen the homegrown stars become actual stars and get paid like stars rather than, well, you never played in Europe, so we're not going to put you in the commercial or we're not going to highlight you in the in this charity pack or we're not going to send you on the, on the media scrum because you're not Michael Bradley. But, you know, even if... The, and I think the, the salary cap, I think it's a given, no matter how the negotiation shake down, the salary cap's going to be bigger. But with a poorly managed team, it, there's no guarantee... That it's going to spread nicely across room, like Duncan mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like if say TFC has a bunch of extra money to play around with, mm-hmm. we, you know we've seen their management in the past. They could throw it all on one guy stupidly, or you know overpay, uh, you know a Darren O'D style contract, mm-hmm. and suck that out, of, and still leave a bunch of guys at the bottom where they need to fill holes. And so well, it, it's that bo- mean, it's that bottom oh, yeah. floor, as you called it, like that needs to go up too. They but, need a minimum. Absolutely, and 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 I think though. Though Toronto would probably do exactly if, if if the situation we're talking about actually would have happened, what the situation you described probably exactly what Toronto's going to do. Mm. Actually, I would I would put money that is, that is exactly what's going to happen. They will throw money at the wrong guys and keep everybody else making sixty thousand dollars a year, and have these three guys who are making three hundred three hundred thousand dollars a year eating up cap space doing like. Just grinder work. Like Congratulations, not, Jackson. Your like, <laughs> contract. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and to me, like the best, your best bet would be to have a, a team full of guys who are all making a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year, rather than these three are making three hundred thousand mm-hmm. and these six are making fifty. And historically, those have been the better MLS sides. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think with regards to that, I t- could see Toronto. I think you know, can say. Before maybe players in different sections might want different things. I think like the teams as well. I could see Toronto wanting very different things out of the salary cap Indeed, and yeah. all these negotiations than UCBA, than say Columbus or Colorado, whoever it might be. I think Toronto would be, uh, yeah, let's go free agency. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. And let us just spend as much money because they, they aren't going to win with intelligence. No. They, they can Even, maybe just no. throw money at the problem. With a doubled salary cap at TFC, or in MLS, TFC is like, 
or MLSE is that's mm. water off a duck's yeah, back I mean, to them. That's crippling to be, a bunch of other clubs. You know, good for MLS, good for the stability of the league, good for the owners' balance sheets overall, and then there's good for TFC being able to win. I think those are very different things. Yeah, and also really throws the whole MLS parity argument out the window mm. too. Well, I mean, it's structured so that that everybody effectively has got equal chance to be in the position mm-hmm. to be in the number one position of anything whether it's the draft or the or the standings or this pl- a player acquisition or whatnot or a trade um but uh, that's that doesn't do much when you're when you're on the bottom looking up yeah and never mind never mind Toronto's situation just any team from the bottom looking up that's that's a tall ask because now you gotta somehow you need to get value in the players that you have so you can swap them out for players that are conceivably the same or higher value and try and lift yourself off the bottom of the table that way. Uh, without free agency, it makes it very difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. So, hypothetical worst-case scenario, uh, could MLS, a league that does depend heavily on gate revenue, uh, could they survive intact a long work stoppage? To Albania. Of course, the players should stand firm. If only for the huge wage disparity, the league minimum is ridiculous. Power to the players. Uh, well, okay, as far as a work stoppage, when would be a better time? I mean, attendances are up, revenues are up, DV salaries are up, advertising is up, but the median and low-end players, which make up the majority of the league, are not. There's never going to be an ideal time other than now. Because the next one could be a worse situation. So do you do the stoppage then? And... Then you then it, the stoppage could be even longer and more damaging. This is a this is a problem that should, I feel, should be fixed, while it isn't that big a deal, because who knows when the next DP that's going to get offered eight million comes in or nine million comes in, and you still got a guy who's making less than what I make. Yeah, but I mean the sport in general. Do you think it's in a position that's strong enough in North America that it can? recover from let's say a, a, an extended not not talking about a week i'm talking about extended stoppage something that gets nasty like the full season maybe like not full but yeah like a or... half like nhl and nba have suffered with over the last decade or so mm-hmm. could mls handle that no I, I think you know a short one like one or two weeks yeah you know that we find people would move on although uh, you know they'd have to frantically rearrange the fixtures. I mean, we couldn't have the schedule being unbalanced, could we? <laughs> Why oh. would you do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything much longer than a month at most, it's like, oh, that would, would not be good news at all. Yeah, and no, I think that I think MLS is a bit lucky that a lot of its casual support doesn't show up until the summertime in yeah. a lot of the American markets. That's what it, that's exactly what I was going to say. When when basketball season is over. Yeah. If basketball season's over and there's still a work stoppage, now they've got problems. Yeah, oddly enough. Because, yeah. because what are you focusing on? You've got you got racing, golf, I guess, tennis maybe, which aren't really in the same uh, arena, so to speak. But it's baseball and this. So mm-hmm. if this ain't there, not that there's a lot of people, not that there's a lot of casual people who are like, oh, hey, game of the week's on. You know, Houston's playing... Colorado, let's watch this. Like I can't, Nobody I, says I, that. I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> but the thing is, game of the week. <laughs> but those, but those small, but that small number isn't cannot grow. They're they're gonna they're the ones that are gonna disappear. 
Yeah, like, I was saying that. I think ironically, it's actually the cities with the knowledgeable fan bases who could actually suffer because of the options in this sport. This is not hockey or gridiron football or basketball where the North American League is yeah, the shit. Yeah, that's it. it yeah. There's, okay, it's not live options, not too many, not mm-hmm. at the same level in North America, but a hell of a lot of options to watch to get your fix for yeah. football. It'd be so easy to just say, for goodness. This shit, and then never come back because this league is full of so many ridiculousnesses. Yeah. So, so many idiosyncrasies that no other sports league, mm-hmm. never mind football, no other sports league has to deal with. And then this is the, like, I mean, it's, let's be honest, like, Never mind just T- well, TFC takes a lot of patience to be a supporter of, but this league in general takes a lot of patience to be a supporter of. This this could break the this could break the very people that they're trying to retain hmm. and grow. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but you're just mentioning that yeah, MLS has got all sorts of stupid rules and everything. It's like, you know, no one that's really paying attention takes it really all that seriously anyway it's like ah, oh, well we had to miss a month anyway it's just another MLS thing yeah, <laughs> that's so garbage that's the yeah. other thing too yeah, like, whatever it's, uh, like it's a wacky league shit happens as, <laughs> as I'm a junkie like I like I'm still going to the games when the stoppage is end over I'm still going to the games they could just have a, a post lockout draft and <laughs> fix everything. Oh, there's always a reason for a yes. draft. Oh, we've got a new CBA now, so now... Hmm, CBA Super Draft! Scab draft. draft! You do have the option to drop five players from any team, and then we can all draft That'd be amazing. Them. I hope they and get scabs. Fill the teams full of scabs, and then have a, dra- <laughs> a dispersal to draft the best scabs who were in the league. <laughs> so we're in agreement, Duncan, for MLS Union? Yeah. Yes. You have my vote, sir. Yeah. Scabs away. <laughs> and finally, in the spirit of negotiation and mediation with union leader Duncan Fletcher, what secret demand do you think the players' union will try to sneak into the negotiations? Better working conditions. Move Columbus and New England to Miami and San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also uh, probably had uh, one that came from the uh, crew locker room, but I could spread around the, the league. Vaccinations against Crewcat. Oh, mm. you know that's important. With the anti-vaxxers, they are everywhere, and we need to get this under control. Feline AIDS is airborne. Yeah, that's uh-huh. just—it's not a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's not a good scene. Uh, I went with uh, Don Gabba will be forced to officially change his name <laughs> to Don Grabber. <laughs> I can get behind this vote. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I hope the players get that one. It's good concession. He has the plant, but. They have the power. <laughs> he is then forced to go around every team and grab everyone's dong at least <laughs> once a month. Handshaking. Happy ending. <laughs> everybody it's bitchy blanks we return now to img academy for toronto fc versus hb hot on the heels of birdman's successes at the academy awards 
This is the second most famous aviary-based entertainment feature in North America, Bitchy Blanks. Birds are so hot right now. Am I right? <laughs> Last week's Bitchy Blank was... The next TFC fan survey should be about... Blank. But before we get to crowning the actual winner, let's hear the panel's best answers. Uh, uh, Kristen has, um, has one, I believe. Radio Free Albania. Oh, does she? Kristen? Kristen, are you there? Bitchy Blanks. The next TFC fan survey should be about... The next TFC survey should be about the many different types of red red. Mouse tongue. Good point about my yeah. tongue. No, mm-hmm. I yeah. always ties it. That, that, was worth, that was worth waiting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid <laughs> <Albanian. Duncan. laughs> The next TFC fan survey should be about... Uh, where are you guys going? Guys? Like... <laughs> 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 Does the red thread mean nothing, guys? That survey person would have to be... I see them chasing them down Lakeshore Boulevard. Oh my! I've got a survey! <laughs> On a scale of never ever coming back at all versus... <laughs> versus ready to burn down the stadium. Well, where are you guys going? You all right? We'll talk, talk about it later, okay? All right. Next TFC fan survey should be about our thoughts on moving the Jays AAA team... From Buffalo to BMO as well. Because, why not? Exhibition Stadium. Like, yeah. Renovate another part of the stadium. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Stadium, stadium radiums are kind of hard right now. Bring back the like grandstand. The yes, that curved thing. Yeah. Curved grandstand, why not? And I went with, next TFC fan survey should be about what kind of surveys we most enjoy. Oh, <laughs> meta. <laughs> I want to survey when I can pick the team again. <laughs> I want to decide when I am allowed to love them again. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just waiting for them to actually have a survey that speaks to me as as a kit nerd mm. at kit nerd mark with a K. I was I was expecting there to be one question like oh which one do you like? No, why do you keep picking terrible things? You get no choice of three here. <sighs> this is not uh, Crystal Palace. That, that supporters kit though. Come on. Yeah, come on. Didn't that make you feel special involved with like the template with Maybe it was like 25 options altogether. It's like different things. It wasn't that special. What about your picture on the numbers? Yeah. Fuck that, I'll make it my own. Yeah. <laughs> you can get your picture on the number now. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You can be a part of the team. There's right? no way they're going mm. to green light a picture of my <laughs> testicles. <laughs> None. Me with my even eyes if I put, closed. Even if I put googly <laughs> eyes on nobody's going to buy that. How about if it's Hitler <laughs> photoshopped into a TFC jersey? Will they notice? Is he on there? I think that guy sits in my section. Please tell me so. <laughs> Please tell me somebody did that. He had a Frings jersey. Eddie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that. Uh, now, to find out who won this week's Golden Beak, I throw to Duncan Fletcher at the bitch desk. Duncan? Ah, uh, thank you, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, winner this week, uh, yeah, repeat winner. Uh, Tony Fernandez at Footy Dad for Life. Oh, not the shortstop. Uh, oh, it's the shortstop. No, sadly not. Um, he went with uh, the new survey should be about uh, two-ply or three-ply, because someone's got to wipe up all the poop. Mm-hmm. He probably meant to say shit. Topical. He, he typed He's a dad. In. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a dad. good point. Yeah, don't for say life, shit. yo. Well done, Tony Fernandez. <laughs> Better than scooping up a double... Play to Damaso Garcia. Sure, that's a thing. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was a strong <laughs> <I> felt, <laughs> felt like I knew you were going to. Well done, Tony. Segway. Yes. 
Now it's time to look to next week's Bitchy Blank, and it is as follows. The Players Union will strike unless MLS gives them blank. Dun, dun, dun. If you want to get your sticky talons on next week's Golden Beak, put your answers in the comments section under this episode's piece on vocalminority.ca or tweet it to at vocalminorityca or any of our associated accounts with the hashtag bitchyblanks. Good luck, bitches. Last week, we took a look at the thinly sliced deli meat that is TFC's defense, but now we move into the middle, home of some of TFC 2015's bigger names. We are considering the likes of these midfielders who are on the books right now, Warren Craval, although maybe he might be more of a defender this year. It's hard to it's 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 tough because he might be half stepping. Yeah, <laughs> he's always half stepping. And there ain't no half stepping no, not in this club. No, uh, of course Michael Bradley, of course Benoit. Don't call me Bruno Cherou. Jackson, Jackson Claxon, Jackson. Jay Chapman, although maybe possibly more of a forward than a midfielder. Hard to tell right now. Daniel Lovitz, Chris Manella, Jonathan Osorio, Forder Werder Bremen standout Colin Warner. Legend. And Manny Aparicio. You might be missing someone there. Like some guy, Joe, somebody or other. I say, I I was thinking of having him more as a forward. I thought he would be discussed with the forwards. I'm sure TFC would prefer him. Wants to play number 10, apparently. That's where he sees himself. We could. Would you you like to add Giovinco to this conversation? I think he needs to be in there somewhere. Fine. Giovinco as well. Huzzah! (laughs) Duncan wins again. That's why he's with the Union. (laughs) So, if you had to choose three or four across the middle from this uh, group and their main backup, who would you choose? And maybe the biggest... uh, strength and weakness from uh, this overall group of people? I think the the first question is how many midfielders do we actually have? Are we playing a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1? Do one of each. Are there, are there wide players? Are there wingers? I don't know. Are there midfielders? Do I look like Greg Vanny? <laughs> That's a I good wish. Question. He's handsome. Um, anyway, I am going to go with uh, including the two wide forwards, wingers, whatever you might call them, as midfielders. I think you've got to go with uh, sort of Bradley and Sheru in the middle, and then Giovinco and Osorio as two of the, the three up top. I would prefer to see Giovinco out wide, Osorio in the middle, but that may probably going to be swapped, judging by what we've seen so far. Then you got either Jackson or Lovitz on the other side. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, sort of behind them, yeah, the depth... Warner and Creval are the people like backing up Bradley and Sheru. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, in the three man, I saw Bradley and Sheru obviously, and then Osorio. Now, this is not this would be with Jovinko playing more up top with the three like they did in the first match with Robbie Finley and Altador. So, with the three, yeah, it looks like I don't know where Jonathan Osorio fits in that. That's yeah, a problem. I know. I'm looking at yeah, this. He's list. either kind of like out wide, drifting in, drifting, or in the middle, essentially drifting out with Javinko drifting in, and yeah. the two of them swap around and all is that it, sort of thing. Is it a waste if he's a guy who comes off the bench? Like, I mean, I know for for arguably his pay packet, but like, I kind of like him as the 
you know, let's let's throw a wrench into this thing. Like like this, he's the kind of guy you throw on to change it up. Again, in what way though? Like I, I think they're gonna be forced to use him wide because yeah, I know. Who, but Jelinko wants to be in the middle yeah. and just playing off Altidore, whether that's technically a, a another forward or as like the the point forward of the midfield yeah, triangle. Geez. It seems like Javinko wants to be there and they're planning to play him there, so, you know. But even Finley was used... Finley was... They were attempting to use Finley in a winger role. Yeah, he was like wide midfield yeah. winger. Yes. Yeah. And he actually kind of stuck to that, whereas Osorio just sort of like drifted in quite a bit. Which was the, Osorio's um, problem last year, and it made him... It, it decreased his, you know, yeah, I mean, value. I don't know if from, it's his problem or, you know, that's kind of what they're looking for. No, I don't for think him, it's right? his problem. I don't think it's his problem. I think that, But I think that's how he fits into that role. Is. I don't think yeah. he fits well into... Coming in off the wing, it's not natural for him. I think he, he, not, he's, he yeah, he's definitely not a uh, a you know stick to the outside, get chalk on your boots type. No, it's winger. very much like Dero was. Sure. You try to stick him on the wing, he naturally drifts into yes. the middle constantly. And maybe that's what they actually want from that guy. Cause a bit of confusion by having you know him and like Javinko or whoever just or even Altidore likes to kind of go out like drift out wide a little bit here or there. Maybe that's what they want from him, but uh, yeah, it's it's not ideal. Yeah, uh, I I think for the the strengths, I think with Bradley and Cherie, you've got two. You know, if Cherie stays healthy, you've got two very professional, solid guys in the middle. You know, very much marshalling the midfield. The weakness to me is the sharp drop off in professional experience in depth. Mm. If they go down, you've got a lot of yes. raw guys there. Creval and Warner, or. Yeah. Some of the kids. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, looking at the kids. I mean, let's hope they have great, bright futures ahead of them. But right now, going into 2015, if it gets to a point where the club gets dependent on them for a combination of absences, which will come, and injuries, and yeah, it's, it's, it's thin. Yeah, I mean, I do think the you know, we got Aparicio, Manella, Chapman. I do think that one of those guys is going to have to step up, play regularly, and do quite well. Yeah. Otherwise, TFC is going to be. You know, the depth is going to be exposed. I think you know, we're going to need one of the drafted defenders to be able to step up. We're going to need at least one of those three to you know, probably not be just yeah, a mediocre, consistent guy, but maybe just somebody who comes in and you know, once every two or three games looks really good I bet like maybe Os- drops off a bit. I bet like Osorio was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah we need someone else to pop up like Osorio did two years ago. Yeah, if, I, I, if that happens, I'm okay with that midfield. They, if it doesn't, eh. They seem to be pushing... Chapman, Chapman seems yeah. to be the, the main threat for that, yes. Yeah. But NCAA to Major League Soccer in mm-hmm. one jump is broad. Yes. Uh, Kristen is uh, dialed in again. Uh, here's her... What do they have? Copex? What's what's their currency in... in... Uh, <laughs> beans. Beans? So here's her six beans, which is like two cents Canadian. Shayru, Bradley, Osorio with Lovitz, Chapman... Lennon and Trotsky as backups. <laughs> yeah, Lennon and Trotsky. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, I'm starting to think they make her put those parts in. Uh, someone probably goes with a black marker over the before it's yeah. what Morse coded to us. Exactly. You know, whatever, you know. Her holiday, you know. <laughs> um, she actually had something about Dero being signed to me, one of the big bang backups, but yep, yeah, no, no, no. Trotsky. Trotsky. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's solid. It's got pace. Um, for my mid, yeah, this midfield is trots. <laughs> Just, yeah, trots. good old trots. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it, this. 
I almost want to say, let's make this a 3-5-2, which is a stupid idea. Because I'm trying to... I don't want... Whoa. The reason is, is because I don't want to see Javinko as... I want to count him as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. But you've got Javinko, Bradley, Sheru. So all three of those have to be playing. Mm-hmm. So somebody... Like, do you just have one winger or do you have two wingers? Because I don't, I don't want... I don't want to see... I think you only have one up top. You've got Altidor, then five midfielders. I know, but I, I kind of was hoping to see two two fours. Like, I wanted to see Altidor work with Javinko, obviously, kind of like in that, almost like a, no. like a deeper ten, but somebody else on, like, like a right-side striker. A Hmm. That sounded really fancy. If I was going to go with the, that three, I would, I would probably say Osario. You've got this really unorthodox center. Why not throw a fourth in to, that's going to make it more unorthodox? I'm sure it could work, but then what? Then what's a wing? You know. Yeah. So, do, do you rely on do you rely on your left and right backs to be the guys who are kind of filling those gaps? I don't know, but I, this is this is a very weird. It is, yeah. The midfield mm-hmm. is a very, and, and we talked about looking at the next question. We talked about the the width issue and Vanny in the I mean okay we're basing this on a couple of poorly stream friendly matches but Vanny's tactics do seem to still look at the fullbacks bringing the ball out or at least the defenders mm-hmm. looking at some width to bring the ball out usually on the deck they don't seem to be trying to launch it up to at least well a bit from the midfield but not out of the back at least too much unless it's Joe Bendick <laughs> but um but yeah so again but he seems to be looking for the width and if they're looking for width without any natural wingers, for the most part, mm. right. do we have a natural winger? Really? No, it's like, really? Yeah, I mean, have we had uh, yeah. seem like wide midfielders more than wingers. Yeah. And yeah, Osorio. I mean, if he's going to be, I mean, what we kind of saw there, he was on the left, and yeah, he does as I say, yeah. cut in. So I think that's maybe kind of designed. Yet yeah, the fullback is the guy who provides the width there. Yeah. Um, I feel like Robbie Finley did a decent job of kind of staying as a, a wide forward as like the winger there. So mm-hmm. you know, whether that's the plan or not, uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think the the fullbacks are very much going to have to be kind of up and down the pitch a lot. That's uh, tough. We have one good fullback. Nothing against terrible against Mark Bloom. We've talked about him. He's a, a useful MLS player. Well, quite possibly his most useful thing is he's good with the yeah. going forward and throwing across in. Yeah. I mean, it depends on can maybe who he's paired with. I mean, I think he did very well with Alvaro Ray last year. Dominic Aguero not so much. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if they didn't depend on the wings because I, I think it negates a lot of... Uh, things should be going through Jovinko. Mm-hmm. He's but I'd, mo- like, I'd like Javinko to be the guy on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Of one of them. Uh, at least cutting in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's cutting in and yeah. then, you know, the midfield has to decide do they go out to meet him or do they just let him cut in and shit happens. He's not known and for his crossing acumen, really, but on the, keeping the ball on the deck and running yeah, it and it's, cutting it's in like would a, be... Like Joe Platter playing yes. on the left wing. Yeah. You know, he's got no left foot, so he has to cut in on his right. If only we could hit Javinko him back to yeah. at the same time. Him and Joe Vingo together. Mm. Oh, that would be magical. <laughs> Seven feet of terror. <laughs> uh, um, so, one interesting thing, and we noticed it earlier on too, uh, when Benoit Sheru was signed, we kind of all assumed that his addition was meant to free Michael Bradley to play a more 
center of the park role to be, you know, utilizes ball distribution skills. But we have seen, again, like we saw for most of last season, Michael Bradley being a sweeper, a deep sweeper, and then trying to bring the ball by himself all the way up into the final third. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I lost in translation with Sheru's signing, or is this Bradley being Bradley that he feels the need to be everything to everyone? Potentially, yeah. I mean, you say it's like playing as a sweeper, and obviously not when the opposition has a ball. But mm-hmm. yeah, once we've got the ball, he's going back. Yeah. Like basically, the the fo- the wing, sorry, the fullbacks are going way forward. The defenders are spreading out wide. There the was, there was yeah. Bradley's coming back between and behind the centre backs to get the ball and carry it forward. Yeah, many times he was behind um, Caldwell against. Yeah, Koya. I mean, I'm not totally against that, I and mean, I think like him and Sheru, yeah, I would have thought it maybe Sheru would have been taking that role a bit more. You know, maybe it's just the case that the two of them are just been kind of changing it up as the, uh, you know, as the situation dictates. But um, yeah, it's a little strange to see him that far back again. I don't mind if that's the role he wants to play. I'd like to see him pick one role and excel at it. Yeah. Mm. And not be kind of okay at four roles. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the guy's got trust issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> it like, almost feels that it, way to me sometimes. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. I can do it. It's like. Buddy, yeah. you guys are just, little kids. Yeah. All right, I'll take yeah. care of it. Okay. You can't trust the little kids around him. He's got to go do the job by himself. Yeah, if you still have to drive the... Good days! Go up there. And if we... Good days! If we, Good days! Yeah, we're going to learn. But mm-hmm. you go do your thing, and we're going to go figure out our thing back here. And if you come back behind this line, the uh, the real captain with his flappy arms is going... Good days! You up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel, I mean, talk about like, little kids, I mean, I do feel like that happened more in the first game when it was, like, Haglund and Paquise. I feel like the first game, for whatever we seem to be, it was, like, watching, like, really early on in 2011 TFC. No, we're just going to pass it around the back, and it's going kind of too slow to ever really pull the opposition out of position, so you're not getting anywhere with it. But there was a lot of very, very slow and deliberate possession play uh, in the first game. I think it was a little less in the second one, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit strange, but you know, it's preseason. Got to figure things out, and mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah. I mean, will of course, work. as you know, as we've said many times, preseason. But I guess the only alarming thing was it was a lot of what we saw last year from Bradley. Yeah. So yeah, you'd you'd hope to see that being shaken out of him. Yeah, and I, I don't feel like Bradley really stood out. Oh yeah, he looked really good in either game so far. No, I I think to me it just comes like he's a, he's an excellent player. Well, obviously. He can be, for sure, yeah. And I just think either they have to find it or he has to find the role that is, you know, utilizes the excellence and not just kind of tries to yeah. water it down over trying to do too much. Yeah. Is that the thing that, like, TFC would be able to, to tell him? Because, yeah. I mean, it seems like <laughs> yeah. they're completely building everything around him. Yeah. You, is Vanny strong enough to say, no, it's you go play thing, here? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, I don't think I so. I think with He's him not. and, like, with Javinko as well, I mean... Yeah. You know, it's too early to really tell with Javinko, but I mean, if he's got an idea of what he wants to do, you know, is he going to listen to Vanny when Vanny's saying, no, 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 we need you to do this? And he's telling Bradley, no, 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 you do this. Uh, you know, some of the stronger, more high-profile players really going to listen to guy with two professional wins on his resume? Unky Greg. Yeah. Somebody's going to listen to Unky Greg, <laughs> and we know who it's going to be. Little Eric. Little Eric. Little Eric will pay attention. <laughs> so, um... I mean, you mentioned it earlier about the need for one of the younger players needing to have a breakout season. 
other than well, let's other than Chapman maybe because they seem to be pushing him. You see mm-hmm. any any chance for any of the other ones to uh, make a name for themselves this year in any big way or meaningful way at least? I I could see I could see Hagland, you know, with right circumstances, you know, at least being a serious contender for a starting spot. In midfield? Or no, or just in general. So if it was about the midfield, yeah, well, not him then. If it's strictly just midfield, if if it is him in the midfield, um, this season's fucked. I would I, I would like I would like to yeah. see Lovitz. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, like he, he yeah, seemed he, to be this quiet quantity that actually had some good touches, had some football IQ about him, which doesn't seem to mm-hmm. be that strong coming out of NCAA. MLS Super Club New York City FC wanted him. Yeah, well, true. That, yeah, I, I also hear it was a bit of retribution for previous uh, dallies, but uh, far be it from me. Who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. well-written, whatever it was. Um, Lovitz was, uh, yeah, I, I, I want more for Lovitz. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, Warner, I think we've seen the best that we're going to see out of him. I wouldn't um, even consider him young. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm just, as far as, I'm looking at this as a breakout, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, Manel is an unknown quantity. Yeah, um, well, there's a lot of unknown quantities there, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, you know, this is where TFC Two is going to shine. Mm. Um, TFC Two is looking pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm Only because we know a lot of the names. Seriously, yeah. guys, if you're going, just let me know. I can probably get there by public trade. Just <laughs> let me know. I'm going by roller coaster. <laughs> it's uh, the number two get trains anywhere. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's the number two. The mind buster. I wait for the roller mind coasters. Bus. Roller coasters. <laughs> roller coasters. Uh, are you kidding me? You know, you, you take uh, you take vortex because that thing will get you there fast. True, true. Uh, I, well, I usually transfer from vortex and then take mind buster the rest of the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I, I you know, I used I find to, it's shorter ride. I used to take the Zuma phone, but. Oh, yeah, way too yeah. much. You got to change your pants after. And it's like, oh, you're really excited to go to the game? No, no, no I, I took the Zumba flu. <laughs> <It's a Zumba laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling for Lovitz to to hopefully you know snag a few minutes and and do something creative, show show more of the of the bright star that he kind of had it, that we saw glimmers of at the near the midway and end of last season. Yeah. So. And I'm even though it's maybe you could argue we already had his breakout. I I would really like to see Osorio re find some of what he had in 2013. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, if they're pushing him to the wing again, I don't know if his learning curve is done yet. I don't know if last year was enough. What a question, Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Mark. You and your question, yeah. Marks. Well. Uh, my uncle explanation, he's got some things for you too. I don't understand back to Cannot you say? Before we close out the show today, we thought we'd try a new feature. New? It's I don't a... like this already. You'll Good night. You'll like it, sir. <laughs> Sit down! Your chair does not make the scratching along the floor (laughs) noise that I was looking for. These floors are too smooth. Yeah. Very silent. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast, Would You Rather? Hey! Hashtag VMPWIR on Twitter. Remember that one. Write that one down, kids. Another one! It's the classic drunken malarkey of a Would You Rather question, but instead of two choices of grotesque body deformations or equally grotesque boudoir partners... These questions will be slightly based around TFC and or Major League Soccer. 
For this week, the panel will take turns asking the other members a question, but we want you to join in in the future by sending us your own would-you-rather questions for the panel. But let's start today's first episode with Mark. <laughs> Goal celebration song, quintessential 90s rap metal bro edition. Would you rather have House of Pain's Jump Around, Limp Bizkit's Nookie, or Kid Rock's Ba with a Ba? Aww. Uh, <laughs> That's right, kids. We started this strong. Oh, I gotta I'll go. go I, and jump around. I gotta go. As long as they cut it off after like the first ten seconds or so. That's just the, the whole. That's the, just the. Da, 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 da. That's the first ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the first bit. When it gets to the jump around, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I gotta also go with jump around just because I hate the other two so much. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's the main thing. Uh, Secondary question. Goal Celebration Song oh. Retro Girl Edition. Would you rather have Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Wanna Have Fun? That makes no sense. Alice Dancing Queen or Madonna's Holiday? Which would you rather have? New entry Spice Girls Wannabe. You can't change that. <laughs> no. Nope. Um, oh. In that case. Oh, I'm gonna go with ABBA just because it's ridiculous. <laughs> because it, if we're gonna get tortured, it may as well be ridiculous. Plus, um, maybe we might get some Swedish players. That's true. That's mm. true. Mm. I kind of fancied Holiday on that one. Mm. I'll go with Cindy Lauper. Oh, it's a tie. You can't choose any of them. Fucking <laughs> hate that means we get all three. Genuinely Thanks a lot, you bastard. Genuinely hate all of them. Here's one for you. You are stranded on a desert island with a woman of your dreams. Would you rather her top half be a fuzzy bird mascot or her bottom half be a fuzzy bird mascot? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can I just. No! <laughs> what if I just go for a fuzzy midfield? No, no. I'm okay with fuzzy no. midfield. I just the rest of it. You oh, have, man. You cannot overrule <laughs> no, the would you rather. Now, now, no, does top half include. Like, is it. It's half her the head? body. No, yes, yes, including the head, yes. Full half. Bottom half. Bottom half. I gotta look at it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but. I gotta look at it. <laughs> But, but that's all you're it. gonna do with it. That's fine. <laughs> Certainly not gonna use it if it were top half. That's right. Come on. Also, beak. What are you gonna do with that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, question: yeah. Is this say top half mascot? It's you know a regular woman, but wearing a, a mascot costume on the top. It's permanent half. though. It's permanent. Right. Yeah. But there is actually. Someone are they allowed to talk? I know mascots generally don't talk. Can they talk? If if she is talking, it is in a hilarious mascot <laughs> voice. I can deal. <laughs> that kind of thing. I can deal. Uh, as long as she can talk, then yeah, I'll go top half. I'm mascot. gonna call. Top half. Top, top half. half. It's like podcasting with five-year-olds. Top half. <laughs> That's disgusting. Top half. <laughs> I think that's worse. I don't know. <laughs> you, you were appalled at bottom half. I am. I'm appalled at You're both. just disgusted in general. <laughs> that's why it's well, way to make yourself gross. Would out. you like to go? And yourself? I don't have to answer. This is my question. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, similar vein to both of these so far. Oh, gross. <laughs> what? Cindy Lauper in a costume? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, would you rather have TFC... With like the Argos, 
plastic pitch, mascots, goal music, all the fucking bells and whistles you could possibly want, but winning, or none of that, you know, nice, simple, respectable club that respects its fans, treats its players nicely, and, you know, is just a decent, honest club, but doesn't really win. Decent, honest club. Mm. I can take the pain of losing. I can't take the pain of shrill nonsense. Yeah, decent, honest. I can... I can I can deal with that, but go on because I actually had this written down. I'm gonna take Duncan's and I'm gonna crank it a bit. Would you rather have this sweet and honest club still, or have them win three or four of the next MLS Cups, Concacaf Champions League win, and a semi and a semifinal appearance at the World Club Cup, where we lose a heartbreaker to Bayern Munich, all with a hint with gridiron lines and blue seating. How much success? Mm. Basically, question is, how much success would you accept to you forget really give the rest us an or there. No, no, the or is humble club. Oh, okay, humble club, no winning or or lots of success, winning, if, but if it's just legacy lots of success, and then just a little bit of lines on. L.A. The Galaxy annoying Twitter yeah. jobs just going off. I, like success. I will be called a hypocrite if I say anything, but. I'm out with the gridiron lines because I've said it so many times. No, no, it's not. It's not apparent. It's just. It's just subtle. It's not. It's. It's. It's about. I'd probably say maybe either a little bit worse or a little bit better than what Seattle. What Seattle's look like. Mm. Yeah, it's still. It's still palatable. Is, but do, it's, do we still have there. like the mascots and the goal music and that sort of thing? Or, or oh yeah, yeah. That, that's part of it. Yep, yep. Then decent, honest club. Yeah. Nah, I gotta stick with that too. It's. Mm. We're saddos. I like how your ultimate fantasy, we still lose in the semifinals. Yeah. Oh, let's be realistic. This, is this guy took a bottom half mascot woman. Yeah, now he wants to be realistic? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, we only have three designated players. They've got 18 designated players. All right. It's called Bayern Munich. This is loosely in the same vein, but not really. Would you rather die suddenly on the eve of TFC's first ever playoff match? <laughs> or... Live until 100 in perfect health, but you're never allowed to leave Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> oh, Columbus! Oh, I've had two terrible <sighs> memories of Columbus. Be oh. Only because you said uh, on the eve of TFC's first ever playoff match, which... You're going to roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 85 anyway. That's still a full I'm gonna line. I'm going to be 100 dude. anyway, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, Fair enough. If you, look at, if you look at the World Health Organization, you know, life expectancy, that's mm. still a very good life. I'm going to have to say no to Columbus. <laughs> You'd have to offer me a Perfect health. 120 years perfect, perfect health. health. Happy, perfect health. Good, good life. Can't leave Columbus. Yeah, but you're... You can't have a good life in Columbus. You can have good a good life. life. You can have Columbus. You can go to the Randy Savage International Airport. You just can't get on a plane. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why would I want to? Why would I want to be? A, why would I want to be in a in perfect condition in the shittiest shithole of Shitsville? All right. Okay. Like, like I'm just. It's a, it's I should have said one year if if they make the playoffs this year. Then that might have made it harder, maybe. Mm -hmm. Still, you're like, nah, I'm okay with my choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if, do I, if I know, then I'm just going to tell everybody right. I love them and we're good. What have I got to live for? <laughs> Not Columbus. Not, <laughs> Not a playoff game. <laughs> uh, next question, uh, two parts, kind of question here. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Stephen Lenhart or Aurelian Collin 
as a TFC player? I'm going to go with... Oh, shit, there's two reasons. They're both hateful. Um, I like singing Greatest American Hero, so Lenhart would be fun for that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Colin because I like a supervillain. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. It's, right. it's, it's, uh, it's the New Jersey Devils in me. You know, when Claude Lemieux isn't on your team, you want him dead, but when he's on your team, it's amazing. Sure. I want, yeah. Next. Colin, no problem. Second part of that question. Part. Would you rather have Stephen Lenhart or Elian Colin in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Lenhart. <laughs> because upside down with that blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can't make the gross finger gesture on an audio thing, dude. I'm not. I'm gonna let you did that. You're doing it. Okay? That's just wrong. Colin wow. is a man's man. There's no getting around that. You know what you're getting with him. He's got a point. He's got a point, Lenhart. Yeah. That's and he's gonna okay. smoke those garozi after. Uh, yeah. It's not a good scene. Columbus sounds great, by the way. <laughs> Well, that was extraordinarily disturbing. That was wonderful. <laughs> if you yeah, have no your answers. Oh my god. Give us your answers to I'm vocal minority. Oh, Christian gets I... bored at work. <laughs> <laughs> if you do have a would you rather for us, add it in the comments section on vocalminority.ca or tweet it to us at vocalminority.ca with that hashtag VMPWYR. And you will hear it on a future show. We guarantee it. And be th- okay. It's like podcasting with five-year-olds. Oh, the Albanians. Sorry, sorry. We're so mature. I was just told mm-hmm. I had to Sorry. Anyway, get those questions in and be the envy of your peer group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> envy. <laughs> Did yeah. you hear some of these questions? <laughs> so, after that, it's obvious we have... Oh, I'll start that again. Also, you guys are real sados. What the hell? S- I, just went, I just went with, like, songs. <laughs> The songs and no, success. No, <laughs> <laughs> Well, after that, it's obvious we three have to head back to camp for more conditioning before the season, or some of us will end up on VMP2, or exploring podcast options overseas like Kristen Knowles. <laughs> Already designing the badge for VMP2 in his head, you can find him on Twitter at KitNerdMark. This was Mark Hinkley. It was, and uh, Unattached Podcast mm-hmm. is... It's growing, unfortunately. It's kind of weird. Doing his squats in the corner like a true manly man. At Duncan D. Fletcher on the <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> would, would you rather? Wow. That was the squatting Duncan D. Fletcher. And doing a double session around the breakfast bar. I used to be found on Twitter at the Yorkies 1812, but, but no, no more! No more! No! It's over! <laughs> I have Sporting KCS rebranded, and now you can find me at Malarkey FC, which, if you followed me already, you don't have to do a damn thing. You're already following me anyway. Tony, do you need a badge for that? Sure, why not? Sweet. <laughs> I'm Tony Walsh. Do you still talk about dogs, though? <laughs> no, the dog blog people are going to be very... I'm going to lose so many accidental followers. Yes. They're slowly... Dr- I'm watching my numbers slowly drift off as they... Oh, there's a strange lack of... What happened to that guy who liked over 1,800 dogs or something? <laughs> Remember, if you like this podcast but pine for ye olde days of reading and funny pictures, visit our website, www.vocalminority.ca, where you can find all of our opinions, match analysis, and malarkey 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's free! Oh my hey. god, it's the best. Yeah. Here's really good. But there's no nudes. Yet. Woo. 
That's it, then, from us at Vocal Minority Towers. Until next time, Toronto, get used to it. You know, you know, you've got a problem within within eight seasons. You could get you can confuse two players that you've drafted <laughs> who have illnesses that will keep them out of being professional footballers. So. Good job. Can't wait till they get somebody with rickets. Omfroy went on to be a Does star it, asterisk in the Filipino league. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. He an international. I think he had. Capped. Yeah, I think he's been capped by the by the Azcals. Yeah, the Azcals. The Ooh. street dogs of the Philippines. Fearsome. Uh, Not the colocuentes. Sure, yeah. Uh, whatever you call them. That's what our mascot should be. Howler um, monkey. Yeah. There we Howly. go. Howly. Howie's here! (laughs) (laughs) Kids love Howie! If that's the actual sound Howler Monkeys make, and presumably it is. Somebody find Howler Monkey noises. I'm not not in any way disputing. I'm pretty sure. All I'm saying is if that's. Pretty sure I saw this. That's not a howl. That's a grunt. Howie! (laughs) He's throwing things at us! It's Chuck! No! <laughs> no, Howley, no! Howley's throwing candy into the crowd! <laughs> oh, no, he isn't. It's not Tootsie Roll's run. Thank God we built another upper deck. It's gonna drive me crazy. One anyway, place in you, the... play, uh, you two, the other one is, is dead. dead. Yeah, so. So, Bono then. Alright. Um, you're in trees. He doesn't like to ski. Yeah, does he? yeah. yeah. Okay. Watch out too for soon. that tree. Uh, if, if Monica Sellis is too fucking soon, <laughs> Sonny Bono dead jokes is too soon. Oh, uh, no, Sonny Bono, tree. that's what we're going for. Yes. yes. Okay, then. Sorry, man. <laughs> Monica Sellis is a goddamn cherry pie reference compared to Sonny Bono dead against a tree. That's just wrong. I got you, babe. <laughs> what was it? Twisting the knife, these two. Mm, yes. Vulgar. Bastards. You're going to be your Eric Zabalder impersonation? You're probably the last person I'd pick for Eric Zabalder well, at the table. <laughs> then Mark should do it. <laughs> Actually, yes. Actually, it really only falls to Mark. Okay. <clears throat> um. He's neither female nor Yorkshireman. <laughs> no offense. It's my demo. It's my demo. No. <laughs> no offense to you or you, really. No. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know, sometimes just being the only person standing is the last. Plus, you both have a Q in your name. This is true. <laughs>